money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that's good. Well, you know, it's almost Christmas. No, we're still talking money. In fact, we, we need to be talking <laughs> about money like way more I know, now. Okay. Like, uh, this is like just before Christmas, so we can still save that one person that owes an overspent. Okay, that's and, good. Or someone who might have trouble focusing on their money and right. how to pay their money, which is a topic the for today. The segue, the segue. I know, I'm so segueing. Anyway. There you go. Well, before we get there, if uh, thank you for joining us. Pull up a chair, pull up your... your uh, Coffee mug, uh, make sure it's a Christmas one. Of course, now it's legal to have Christmas coffee mugs. And, you know, it was, wasn't a month ago, but now it is. So we're, we're good Speak to go. Speak for yourself. Yeah. I know. Well, anyway, go ahead. I'm distracting you. And um, we're hoping uh, if you missed the Black Friday show, it's too late. It'll help you next year. Listen to it again for sure. But if you need to find out where the archive shows are, then uh, feel free to look at morethanenough.ca. They're all there. You don't need any special technology. Just log into the website and uh, you'll see the the link to the uh, to the radio show and you can click on. There's all the archive shows there. If you're a podcaster, of course, we're on all of the podcasting platforms, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify. We even have some, I did check, we do have one or two really special ones on our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. We do have a YouTube, uh, yeah. So uh, some seminars on Let's Talk Money with Dave yes. and Reb on YouTube. Uh, if you want to check out a seminar, uh, we've got some there. So lots of ways to reach out and, uh, you know, you can always just call or, you know, use that old technology called the phone and uh, it works too. Uh, feel free to reach out. We'd love to have a chat with you. And if you're, you need some uh, help in your finances, that is why we're here. So there you go. And today, especially after today's show, we have a very mm-hmm. special guest. So I'm just going to introduce her right off the bat. Her name is Bethann Van Oppen. Yes, yes, she's related. And she's a doctor. And I call her Dr. Babs. So we were just thinking she should have a column, but um, we invited. <laughs> Hi, Babs. And, uh, <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the show. Welcome You've just show. been volunteered to have a column in somewhere. So I'm just, I'm just, yeah, you just you just have the right name. Um, so I'm I'm gonna I'll call her Babs, but mm-hmm. she is Doctor Van Oppen to anybody else. And some of you in the Perth area would know if you're listening. Um, that's where she has her practice. And she's going to tell us a little bit more about that. But she works specifically with folks who have attention deficit. Uh, def- no, hi- what does ADHD stand for, Babs? It stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Okay. It's the hyperactivity I always miss. So, That's the H part. Yeah, yeah. The H. Okay. So she's going to talk to us about that in a minute. I wanted just to start. So don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. And why, <laughs> you know, it is a, like, it is a, you know, fairly serious topic today, but we're hoping it will be really helpful. Mm. And we invited um, Babs in because 
because there are some obstacles that folks with ADHD have in coming to their money stories and taking care of their finances and being aware of it. And there's a sensitivity that often the rest of us lack Mm. when it comes to folks who struggle with this. So our conversation with Babs today is hopefully going to make us sensitive to where other people are at, especially adults in my age bracket who may be like I'm in the 50s. So maybe they weren't diagnosed. Maybe you wouldn't even know that you have that trouble, but you've never figured out why you can't sit down and do your money. So um, I'm just going to quickly read a verse um, that Dave and I were reading this morning from James 1. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Um, I mean, it goes on, but I love that verse because when we need wisdom, we can ask God and he gives it liberally without finding fault. He just gives it when we ask, believing we'll receive it. So for anyone out there who's listening to this show, even I'm sure Babs has experienced this verse many times in all kinds of ways, uh, including in her practice, I am sure, um, just needing wisdom from God and how to walk with people who are struggling. So welcome to the show today. Thanks, Fred. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this field? Yeah, well, I get you've gathered. I'm um, I'm Reb and Dave's sister-in-law. I'm married to Dave's brother, um, so that's probably my claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> I am, as Reb said, I'm a family doctor, but I chose to focus my practice um, working with people with ADHD. And I work out of Perth. Um, and yeah, how, long, how long have you been doing that, Babs, with this specialty? Yeah, since about 2008. So what's that, 13 oh, yeah. years? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sneaks up on you. It does. <laughs> Good for you. Know, you. I've just been, just been doing this a little while, but yeah. Good yeah. For, and, and Yes. And she, she, I will add in, she did homeschool too and, uh, has four kids and she's a grandma already and all those good things that life brings us. <laughs> and she's all at 29. At, she's you know, still 29. Yeah. Yes. So let's just put that in context. So. Anyway, there's many stories we could tell about Babs, but we won't right now. Um, Thank uh, you. <laughs> what we want to focus in on is um, this issue of ADHD. Could you de- define it for us just mm-hmm. briefly? Yeah. Okay. Because I think a lot of people kind of think of ADHD, you get the caricature of, you know, like an eight-year-old boy who can't sit still and is bouncing around and getting into trouble and having trouble at school. So, um, but it, it's much broader than that. And, um, there's really three parts to ADHD. Um, one is the focusing part or, or we call it inattention. So that takes in, you know, organization, goal setting, planning, um, distractibility, just staying with one task. Um, and then the, the second po- component is hyperactivity, uh, which you tend to see more in younger people, not so much in adult ADHD. Um, and that's just having to move and um, being on the go all the time. Um, so in adults, that can be a bit more of a restless feeling um, rather than actually running and climbing and jumping. But 
um, yeah, still having trouble like sitting for longer periods, um, maybe easily bored, uh, switching jobs, getting, you know, just getting bored with things and having to um, change things up. So, and then the third component is impulsivity. So um, uh, doing things before you think about it and, and saying things before you think about them. So, yeah, so that's kind of, that's the simple um, definition of ADHD. So I'm going to pull in the, uh, the financial piece and go, okay, so for some of us that like that just encompasses everybody I know, including myself, right? Like I don't know, when it comes to money, I don't want to focus on it any longer than I have to. And then I'll find something to be distracted uh, about. So I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be hyperactive in my, uh, in my money. And then finally, of course, I'm going to be impulsive. impulsive and go buy that next, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, I fit the profile. Okay, I, I guess we're speaking specifically to people that Babs would see mm. and define as not well, you. I don't well, think you I was have. just self-identifying. Yeah, well, so. maybe we use okay. those, all those things you define, Babs. We use, do, we see that in ourselves and in others. We use those as excuses, right? Like, you don't want to focus yeah. on, you don't want to deal with it, so I'm not going to. But today we're really talking about like who literally can't sit down, who mm-hmm. who have those CRA bills that come in or the visa bill, and it just sits in a pile. They see it come in and then quickly forget about it. And we started having this conversation a while ago, and we just started brainstorming and um, just about how to any tips like we could have to offer people. But um, let's go back and just say, how does, how does ADHD, how do you think it affects a person's finances? Um, yeah. So let me just go back a little bit. I, you could think of ADHD, um, particularly the, the, um, the inattentive part as like the CEO of your brain is not working well. So that's the part of your brain that's going to plan and organize and manage and set goals. So, which is probably what you want to do when you're making a financial plan, right? So all those skills um, are very weak in a person um, with ADHD, particularly the inattentive part. So I call them executive function skills, and they're going to be weak. And and so I would just say, you know, like I just read it, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, of course. Like, you need all of those things to do well with your finances, right, to make a good financial. Yeah. So um, you're, if you have ADHD, you're just starting at a at a much harder spot. Would that would that be mm-hmm. fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a de- a, yeah, a deficit. I yeah, guess. exactly. Yeah. Um, so I just went through a few problem areas. Is that is that appropriate? To- yeah, yeah. Go yeah. go for it. Okay. So um, um, so I was just thinking about paying bills. First of all, is is usually a a big one, and it starts with, okay, so if your organizational skills are not good, so the, the, the bills come in in the mail and then they get piled somewhere or you're not really quite sure where they are. So then it comes to 
bill paying time, if you remember that, right? And then you first have to find all the bills. So that's a deterrent to start with. So then you're trying to find the bills. You've, you've finally, you know, they're in a big mess, whatever. You have to open them up. You find them. You work through them. Um, but all of that takes like focus and many people with ADHD just will procrastinate and avoid that. So, so then maybe what happens is you don't pay your bill. And, um, so then you get a late fee, right? So the bill goes up or you just don't pay it. And then over a couple of months, right, then you start getting calls or you start losing services. And so then the anxiety about paying bills just like skyrockets. So, um, yeah, so I was, that's a huge problem area. Um, I talked a little bit before about for people with ADHD, basically, if the thing is in your face, you'll see it and you'll remember it. But once, once it gets filed away or it's no longer there, it's gone. Like, honestly, it's gone. So, yeah, you got a memo from, I don't know, CRA that you got to make a payment by this date, but you put that away somewhere. It's, it's gone. So, and, and you said, even when we were talking about it previously, that even if you have an alarm on your phone, so you get the memo and you're, you have it, the wherewithal, at least in that moment, you put it in your phone for an alarm, but that alarm doesn't just keep ringing. It rings, you read it. And isn't that the same thing? It, okay. I have to build, but then it's gone. But then it's gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, we would say, well, just do it, you know, but you, you know how it is. You kind of, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'll, you know, right now I'm at work and I can't do it. So I'll do it tonight. But then you, you forget to do it. And then. So, so like, maybe this is an ignorant question or yeah, I just am ignorant of these things. So, so a person who's high functioning in a government job or as a doctor or a lawyer or garbage collector, anybody can have this trouble. It doesn't. Absolutely. It, doesn't, it, goes, it ranges from, from whatever income level, it ranges from uh, young to old, it ranges from um, smart to not so smart, like it. Yeah. Do you think it remains hidden? Like at least, you know, we, we experience a lot of shame store, like that shame, embarrassment stuff, um, judgment from outside. And then your inner, your inner judger is judging you and, and you're down on yourself. Cause you, why can't I just get it together? Why can't I pay my bills? Why am I five years behind with CRA? Um, it, you know, is it just a hidden thing as well? Like, like, you mean, is it sort of an invisible disability? Yeah. Or, I would for sure, because, because most people, you know, are, you're, it's, it's not like you're blind or it's not like you're deaf or, um, yeah. So, so similar to a lot of learning challenges or learning disabilities, um, but probably even more so, I would say. Okay. So. You know, here's the, you know, kind of just doing the review a little bit to go, okay, so 
Whether you self-identify in various levels, obviously there's there's extreme and then there's not. And and again, um, you know, in a sense, identifying and saying, you know, we all are a little bit distracted uh, when it comes and nobody really likes finances. So, you know, some of those things, you know, we may not want to pigeon tell you if you're listening and say, oh, I'm ADHD now. Great. Call Although, <laughs> And this is what I think is really cool about our conversation is is to go, but it doesn't really matter because in the end, what we what we want to be talking about is is what are some of the things that we can all do, um, you know, whether you're on that spectrum of yes, you abs- you know, to function, this is almost a necessity. You need to organize or or kind of create these mechanisms, which we're going to talk about in a minute, to be able to to do it because you know, as we all know, and and I found it interesting, you were saying earlier. You know, you get the bill in, you get the mail in, and you put it somewhere. Well, we don't get that anymore, right? And that that that's again a, a huge deterrent. Even you know to say, oh, we're getting an email. Well, you can imagine. I mean, we all know how easy it is to ignore an email, and that you know a lot of those emails might be something that's important. And so, having some mechanisms to go, what are some of the things we can do that are gonna you know either automate or, or move in terms of, yeah, we still need to pay the bills. And we'd like, you know, again, part of our financial fitness is to make sure that you can function and and not be wasting money on interest charges or extra charges or having creditors call you. I mean, those are stressful things. We reduce the stress and guess what? Life does get a little bit easier. So what maybe are there some things, you know, in the context of most of us are going to get our bills uh, electronically now, there's of course a big push that way. But what are some of the things that we could do to maybe help? Okay, tips or or to to combat the uh, so that we do pay the bills on time. Hmm. Um. Well, I was thinking. In, um. One thing is, if you do have ADHD, I I would talk to your doctor about it and maybe get treatment for it um, because it's going to help. And so I know that's a little bit, a little bit, not exactly what you're looking for, but so that is number one. Number two is if you have someone, like if you're married and your spouse is good at this kind of stuff, I would just delegate it to them. Um, and, you know, you, you certainly are going to talk about things and work things through together, but, but the nitty gritty of paying the bills, just delegate it off. I, I would, I would do that. Um, if that's not an option for you, um, yeah, I have been wrestling with, is it better to get paper or is it better to get emails? You know, I, I, it's a good question because the emails disappear into this cyber void, right? Like, and they're gone. So, um, uh, ideally be good. Okay. You get the hydro bill comes in on your, on your email and either you pay it right away or you put it into a file. That's like your bill files, um, on your computer, just shift it over. Um, I just know I'm not going to do that. Like I probably won't do that, but, um, that would be a good thing to do. Shift it to a bill file and then once a month, you go through your file and pay pay the bills, right? Um, if you if cash flow is not an issue, I would just say go to to automatic payments and just 
let them, you know, that it's automatically paid and you're not, you're not having to do that. And that's, that's pretty, I'll jump in. That's pretty, I mean, that's a great tool in the sense of saying, you know, if it's, you know, if it's your property tax or your mortgage or your, you know, like these fixed costs, like some of them really do manage themselves uh, yeah, and, they do. and just, you set it up once and, and, and away you go, you know, you can do a little bit the same thing with some of the utilities where you're on an equal payment plan where again, they adjust annually. So you pay for 10 months, there's an automatic adjustment and you know those are automatic and and annually somebody else is monitoring so yay thumbs up to that right um even things like cell phone bills uh again just thinking out loud you know if you know kind of what the average cell phone bill is you can just automate it and maybe you have to function and say okay you know once every six months or something or whenever a, you know a cell phone bill does come in front of me i can just make sure i'm up to date um you know in, in terms of overpaying just it a little monitoring, bit. yeah just yeah. monitoring a little bit but yeah i think automatic payments are good as long as the money's there in the account otherwise you know otherwise you get insufficient fund charges etc yes yeah and then that causes more stress yeah yeah um, yeah do you, would you say it's better just to get them to mail you the bill and then have it in a pile? Because when you and I talked about this, you know, even setting aside, we talk a lot about financial dates, right? And it, you yes. don't have to be a couple to have a financial date. Our kids have financial dates with themselves. So they like, certainly don't invite us along. No. So, so <laughs> no, Monday, like, is a person with ADHD going to actually, like, Mondays at 7 they're going to sit down because it's in the calendar and they're going to sit down and have their financial date and at least pick up a bill and pay it. Like, is that a thing? Like <laughs> you're laughing, Babs. <laughs> I think, uh, think everybody everyone would say, yeah, that's a great idea. And then you get a call like, Hey, we're going out for summer. And you're like, yeah, sure. You know, like ditch the financial date. Right. <laughs> so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know what's really funny. All so much of this applies just regularly to yeah, yeah, all of us, and especially I find in COVID, like with that mental shutdown, like yeah, yeah. you know they call that languishing or whatever we're experiencing. Yes. And we aren't high functioning in the organizational category. And yeah. um, th that just seems to be a theme. I know that's the way it is for us. And really, um, for us personally, David and I, the automation has saved us like mm -hmm. uh, on and on and on because we don't, it just happens. But, but what do you do? Like, how do you, like, how do you help yourself or how do you want to deal with money? Because like, do, do people really want to deal with money? We find that the answer is no, not really. Yeah, I would say that too. Like. Uh, most people are, I mean, <clears throat> if you could find something that would really motivate you to, to um, save, let's say, you know, like I, I've even had it like, okay, uh, yeah, my daughter's getting married in June. So I really want to save for that. So yes, I, you know, that motivates me. Um, but in general, you know, like we like money for what it does, but to pay like, it's sort of discouraging, right? To pay bills and set money aside for like what seems like a hundred years from now, right? Like when you're you're gonna retire or whatever. Like it it's it's so far away, it's not 
Well, and Dave has always asked me, how do we make money sexy? Or, you know, I, he uses that word. I'm like, wrong word, Dave. But, you know, it's an, how, you know, it's one of your good words. You know, how do we make it exciting for any of us? But especially when you're already struggling in the organizational department. We had said originally, Babs, you and I were brainstorming. We were like, well, a person could, you know, sit down, pay a bill and then reward themselves with, you know, a chocolate or they, you know what? I did it. Great. And I'm going to put it back in my money box. Um, yeah. You know, I have this money box sitting out where I can see it. Mm-hmm. And I know that this week I have to pay a bill because I see that money box. And it's a little, I, I would say it's a little bit more in your face then if you have, like, if that's what it takes. But, yeah, sure. you know, but in some ways what you already said, you know, maybe someone just has to help you mm-hmm. walk with you. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if any of your, your client, your I guess patients, we call them clients, but come to you and say, I'm struggling with my money. Like, does anyone come with that part? So, so like, to be honest, I, the oldest people I have are like 25 right now or something like that. So, so I don't really um, have that experience. Um, But I know it's a thing. I know it for sure. It's a, it's a big thing. Um, Yeah. Just go, just, I was thinking of, I, I mean, I say this for everything that's hard for an ADHD or um, is couple it to something that you do enjoy. So, um, so you know, with kids like homework, but but for for finances or just doing the organizational work, the sort of the tediousness of paying bills or doing your taxes or whatever, could you couple it to something that you do enjoy? So, if you're a social person, person. Um, doing it with someone else would probably be be good, right? If you can you can do it with someone else, you have that accountability that you're gonna you're both gonna do your bills tonight, or you're both gonna do your paperwork tonight. Um, and then we're gonna have a coffee, or we're gonna have dessert, or you know whatever, um, or we're playing a game, or you know something like that. I I could see that being good if you just like enjoy listening, like. Honestly, like listening to music while you're doing something can be really good. It's just the way I explain it is the other task is so boring. Your brain needs something else to stimulate it. So if you got music or maybe like I can't do this, I can't watch a movie and do my finances at the same time. But some people probably could, you know, or or maybe even go out to the coffee shop where there's yeah, where there's there, stuff going right? on, stuff and, going on, and and you know, again, you're sitting at a table. You whether you know whether you're writing in a ledger, or you've got a computer in front of you, and you're paying a few bills. The other thought I had, and and again, we're coming to the end of the show, but um, I think it's important. And Babs, totally, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but doing it in small little chunks more often, in the sense that don't wait a month. To, to pay the bills, but do it every week or even every two or three days where you're just doing two or three and then you're moving on, right? So you're not spending an hour, you might be spending 10 minutes, right? And then kind of doing it in, with, do you think that would be in a sense helpful or? Like chunking it down. So that, so that is, that is great, Dave. And, um, and I think it is a really great idea. Like once a week you have, whether it's paying bills or you're doing some like email work or some whatever it is, um, 
I think that's a great idea. Whether it happens, I don't know, but but I think it's a great idea. And if, here's the thing: if you miss one week, then at least then it's like you you did hit it the next week, right? So if it's a monthly thing and you miss it that month, then you miss like a whole month, like two months. So, and I guess you know, and just as we wind up, I guess it's the other thing is let's we just got to encourage each other, no mm-hmm. matter where you're at, encourage yourself. I mean, if you really need help, um, I'm sure that we can connect you with Babs's office to know where you can go maybe to get the help you need as an adult. Um, cause I'm sure she has connections. So we can do that for you. If you want to, you know, talk openly and honestly with your family members about it, um, to get the help you need. So, all right. Well, let's pray. Lord, we do thank you. Lord, I thank you that you make us all individual. And and again, even as we've talked today, um, not really challenges, just different. And so, Lord, uh, again, I love that you're creative in how you've designed us and uh, we get to be creative in how we manage it through. And so, Lord, thank you for that. And we thank you for Babs. And we just give you <laughs> glory and honor in Christ's name. Amen. And I want to thank you, the listener. I mean, it's just the beginning of a conversation. Uh, so please join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.